Welcome to Grimdark Live, your weekly webcast for all things Dice Dragons, Demons, and a Dwarf in the Warhammer Worlds. I'm your host, Patrick, and tonight I got with me uh, 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 an awesome person to have on any show, man. I got Steve with me tonight as my co-host. Steve, what do you hear? What do you say? thought you said you had an awesome person on the show. Hey, wait a minute. You know what this, you know, who the hell is this? Uh, but hey, everybody, we are back. And hello to everyone. And thanks for joining us here tonight on Grimdark Live. And uh, if you like our show, please don't forget to give our channel a like or subscribe if you haven't already done so. Uh, so here we are, man. Okay, you dice chucking glue sniffing gamer goons. Here we go. Tonight, uh, we are going to be talking about Magakin of Nurgle. And um, really, uh, the state of the game in regards to this army. I mean, since the red book on this came out back in December of uh, 2022, or 2021, that's what it was, December of 21, um, we're going to be looking at how the army has held up all this time so far into um, uh, into what we have right now. And, uh, and by the way, uh, we, we, we did some Nurgle Novembers back in 2021, November of 2021 to introduce the, uh, the, the, the Nurgle book that's going to be coming out. So if you, if you want to, uh, go check that out, uh, head over to grimdarklive.com on YouTube and, uh, check out some of our Nurgle Novembers. We kind of went through some, uh, some fun stuff. But as I said here, folks, uh, tonight, uh, I have with me our very own great unclean one, the man who knows all about being disgustingly resilient. Steve, what do you hear? What do you say, bud? I don't know if how I should take that. You know what? Sometimes, you know, with your luck, you got to take it however you can, man. I mean, there's, there, you know, these kind of opportunities only come by once in a while. Or if in your case, every other week. Yeah, and, and if that's the case, I mean, that's a lot of trips to the doctor for penicillin. Will you stop? Sorry about that. You know, I don't know why. I can't even tell you medical problems anymore without you getting mad at me. All oh, right. Boy. So, you know, it's funny, Steve. Yeah, you know, probably, probably one of the most anticipated books of 2022 was The Magikin of Nurgle. And, um... You know, a lot of people were down on the book when it first came out, but I think that there is a secret sauce to this book that people are just now beginning to find. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, it's funny. I was just gonna, I was just gonna, you know, kind of preface that that similar idea. I mean, coming off of, of most recently Nauticon and Adepticon this past weekend, um, it was it was an interesting series of events for Nurgle, wouldn't you say? I mean, we had forty percent of the armies at Nauticon were Magatkin and 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 Grimdark Live, regardless of the recent developments at Adepticon. I just want to preface at that here, folks. Uh, we'd like to extend a congratulations to Emma Mangles on her awesome showing at Adepticon uh, with with her Magakin. You know, cause she was also playing Magakin there, Steve. And uh, you know, but you know, look, guy, we we may or may not get and to that. A highly magic based uh, Nurgle army. Yes, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, something the, that you don't see a lot of. Nurgle does not, you know, usually come off as a as a magic army, but that army uh, had a whole slew of spellcasters in it. 
Yeah, that's kind of interesting. She was playing them a lot like Zeech. You know, she had that Rotbringer Coven or whatever it was the three, the three, yeah, uh, the three very st- popular. Yeah, yeah. I saw a lot of pretty funny tweets about that online too. People talking about you know um, now she's going to go ahead and show everyone how to play the Rotbringer Coven or whatever it was. I thought it was pretty funny, but a very clever list. And you know, um, uh, bravo to uh, to her for for what she did for the uh, the Stinky Boys, the Magakin, um in that in that showing. Uh, but you know, Steve, you know, here in the chat, right away, right out of the gun here, I mean, we got 188 failed five plus ward saves. Uh, do you have anything you want to say to that? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it was not Nurgle's weekend this past weekend for me. No. Yeah. Unbelievable. I had two games because I was playing ringer for one of our tournaments. And, uh, in those two games, I, I mean, folks, I know that mathematically this just can't happen, but it did 188 failed ward saves. Out of two games, uh, much to the delight of Joseph and Sean, who, who had a really good time TZB and uh, paid me back for all those victories with the Sons of Beabit. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, this must have been we're going to get into this here a little bit later when we talk about the army. But I mean, you coming into Magakin after playing Sons of Beamot, I mean, that that had to be quite a change, man. I mean, that that's like going from, you know, you know, running shoes to swimming flippers. I mean, that that's a yeah, um, that's a different thing. I despise chaos. And I know that sounds funny coming out of me right now since I'm playing them. Uh, I just had nowhere else to go. Uh, I looked at all of the Chaos Armies and I said to myself, which Chaos Army, if you're going to pick one, which one would you play? Because you, I mean, I've literally played every other army out there. And and with what they did to Suns, I just didn't see an avenue for success with the Suns uh, in light of... um, the new rules that have come out, right? The primary hunter and the primary uh, targets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, they, they really wanted to so kind yeah, of take. I decided the... to go with Magakin. Yeah, and you know what though, and and you you know you, let's face, it, I mean, outside of 188 failed ward saves, uh, you know, you've, you've you've had a fairly good run with your Magakin. I mean, I, and I think I think that's what we're going to do. I mean, and the reason why you're here is you've had a chance to really dissect the army and, and over a while when we've really spoken about the army and really kind of come into its own since it's been released. Uh, you, you've done a great job kind of presenting things, uh, in many ways that I never thought about. And, and I'm a Nurgle fan. I'm, I'm, I'm not a player yet, yet. I'm working on an army, but I'm not a player, but you know, and, and we're going to get into that. So I, I let, me, let me kind of back up here because, you know, here later in the show, when we get to the Magakin, um, uh, are, are we, are we really going to be, uh, looking at the army? I think we're, let me say this. We're really going to be looking at the army from a standpoint of, uh, discussing the state of the army, and I think I think Steve, you got a lot of great points. We're gonna we're gonna also looking at a uh, a couple of your lists. We're gonna be breaking down those lists here in the show, and I think we're gonna be talking about your experience with the army uh, as it stands, um, because I think we have a lot to discuss. And not to mention, we're gonna be talking about some honorable mentions uh, in the army that um, I think need uh, need preface setting, right? Yeah, I also think too that I'm coming at it from position of a beginner because I'm not. Uh, adept at using anything in, in the realm of chaos. Uh, I've never played these armies. I don't like these armies. Love playing against them. But I'm not a Nurgle player. But I'm dabbling in Nurgle right now, and I'm trying to see what I can do with it. Yeah, but I think you're... Uh, I think I've, had you're... Some very good, I've had some very good games with Nurgle so far. Like I said, up to this weekend, I was doing very well with them. But what this weekend taught me is that... Um, there's a whole lot of other armies out there that I better get used to because yeah. they're coming. Yeah, and I think you're right about that. I think, and, and you know, here's the thing too. I, and folks, you know, he says he's a beginner, but he's really he's really peeled the onion layer back quite a bit on this book. And I think there's going to be a lot, 
that we're going to, that we're going to learn from this. So, uh, but, but before we get to that, man, before we get to that, let's, uh, let's find out. Are you, uh, you staying true? You sniffing glue, man. How's the uh, hobby life treating you? Well, the hobby life is, uh, on hold right now because I'm waiting for my Glotkin model to come in. Oh yeah. And then yeah. that's going to be, uh, the lovely shipping issues. Going, well, uh, the shipping with, with GW lately has just been ridiculous. But that's not what we're here to talk about. No. That's, you know, that's nope. another story. Nope. And a very boring but, um, one. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I'm ordering. A, I ordered a Glotkin, and I'm waiting for him to show up this week. And then he's going off to his painter. And hopefully in a couple weeks, maybe by my uh, birthday weekend, I will be ready to use my mortals army the way I want to. Nice. Nice. Well, you know what? Um, you know, I think, and, and you are, uh, so have you painted any of that army or is that out to uh, a nope. painter? Everything was farmed out to our painter, our club painter, Justin. I got it. It must be nice to have all that money, all that loose money just hanging around with you. You can just throw around <laughs> like a, like a drunken sailor. That must be great. <laughs> I haven't gone anywhere in two years, like most people. So yeah, it's, it tends to store up when you're not going out and using it. You're, you're talking about not going on a vacation, aren't you? Will you stop? What are you talking about? I thought we were back to a medical conversation again. All right. Myself, yeah, I've been I've been staying true, man. I've been working on the Beastie Boys, getting that army together. You know, the last white dwarf that came out, or the second to the last white dwarf that came out, really kind of invigorated me to uh, uh, get that army back on the table and uh, really kind of get it out. You know what? I, you know what I did? I'm doing something kind of goofy. I'm working on a list right now where I'm actually going to have two dragon ogre shagoths in the list. And, um, uh, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to really see how that works. So I'm right now I'm painting up, uh, uh, six more, uh, yes, I said that six more, uh, dragon ogres and a second dragon ogre shag off. And we're going to see what, uh, what, what I can do with, uh, with the beastie boys, you know, and it's funny, you know, every army has that certain type of player. And I, and I think there's something about the beastmen that, that, that have held me to that army for, I don't know. I mean, since. Well, you played them for for ages since Eighth Edition Fantasy Battles, probably. Yeah. You know, since the very beginning Long of that. Time so, ago. I mean, um, it it is a great arm, but that's what I'm working on. I'm actually, and you know, it's funny. I'm I'm a as, as many people have heard me say in the past, I'm a terrible painter. I mean, I like I've always said, I I paint like a one arm drunk that just fell off a tilt a whirl, and I think I think I think though I'm getting better. I you know I'm I'm somewhere between a uh, you know uh, a a kindergartner and a paraplegic that just went downhill in his wheelchair i'm somewhere between that so i'm, I'm getting better i'm improving with my painting skills <laughs> maybe you'll upgrade from watercolors to uh to actual latex paint you know what if i can stop eating the paint i think i'd be in i think i'd be in good shape um so oh and and, and of course we got uh, we got one comment on the chat sean sixth edition uh yes you are you are well you know sean he's kind of a junkie he's a resident army junkie I, I would say, don't you think? I mean, him and Randy. Sean has always been. Let me tell you something about our our friend Sean here. Sean has always been Mister Chaos. I don't True. care what we're talking about. I don't. I don't care that man. I don't care what edition we're talking about. Sean has always been the battle standard for chaos in this group. As long as I've known Sean, even when he was a little. Peewee back there, you know, in the, back in the day, 13, 14 years old. That's not so little, but, you know, long time ago. And Sean's always played chaos. He has always been the standard bearer for that faction. And so, I mean, if anybody knows chaos, it's Sean. Yeah, he can cause a lot of it, too. 
you know, he, you he's, stop? what do you mean? I'm just, you know, all right, here we go. We can't even talk psychology now. All right, Sean, you're, you're an old horn, just like me. All right. So here we go, man. Let's get into the news. I think, uh, I think this, we, we got a, we got a couple of things, a couple of exciting things I think we can, um, we can get into. But the first thing I noticed with, uh, with the news coming up is no rumor engine. Interesting. Not a rumor engine to be found, which I, yeah, I, think I don't is, think there was a need for one with the reveals. Oh, you know, those reveals were, were terrible. I don't want to get into that. I'm just going to write. I mean, is it is it OK to say that that was those? No, I, I don't. Were... I don't think that offering our opinion on it is um, is necessarily a bad thing. I thought it was a very weak reveal. OK, if you then, won't do it. I will. Yeah, you go ahead and um, do it, because I thought I thought I they will I'll be more than happy to. And I'm go not going to do it, um, you know, in, in a spiteful way. I'm just going to say that Adepticon has always traditionally been the big reveals. And I mean, like you know, like your daughter of Cain reveals that we had years ago. It's always been that one place where you would go to, to see the big stuff for the year. And I think that, and and, and I'm not necessarily beating on GW for this. Look, it's been a crazy year. Their production schedule has got to be almost a year behind, if not more. Oh, easily. So they're giving us what they can and that's okay. But, I just think that a lot of people expected to see something different and all we got was the terrain for Thondia and the Nighthaunt character in the boat. Not saying that that's a bad model. It's a beautiful model. Um, And I think the Thondia terrain stuff looks great too. But I just think people were hoping for more. We did. I would have liked to have seen just the covers of the Daughter of Cain book and the Nighthawk book. Right. I think that would have been would would have been okay. Yeah, I agree. But people went into that experience expecting something so much more, and I believe that, you know, even when Vincent um, and Tom did the, you know, raise of hands, what score people would give the thing? I mean, most right. people gave it a three, and they were yeah. right. Yeah. It was very unimpressive. Now, I give GW a break because I understand that their schedule is behind. You know, they're having all kinds of problems getting stuff shipped out from the warehouse. You know, okay, we'll cut them some slack for a little bit longer. But by the end of this year, come on, guys, let's get caught up. Yeah. You know, and the one thing I'll say, I'll end it with this. You know, I I didn't care for the the release as far as that Thondia release. You know, I, I saw it online. I'm going to steal this from someone else. But they said that, that that terrain piece looked like something out of Bionicles. Remember those remember those toys? That's what it looked like. I mean, it, it really looked like something my sister's kids slapped together because they found some bits on the floor. Um, I, I was not impressed. And I, I kind of thought that they, uh, let's just put it this way. I thought they pooped the bed. On, on this deliverable but you want to know something if, if you care to hear more of my opinion or anyone else's opinion uh on that uh, you can go over to grimdarklive.com and check out our blog on that one but let's keep rolling on let's keep rolling on i mean sure. um but good point steve I, I i like the way you put that you put that a heck of a lot better than i probably could um but sticking with adepticon really briefly and i don't want to get into the mud on this one but you know, i'm sure you can go anywhere uh and, and and to read about the the recent adepticon age of sigmar champs debacle uh that happened this past weekend um but i, I wanted to 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 touch on the situation here tonight uh as it really is worth mentioning and i'm, I'm going to keep this highbrow i'm not going to get down in the mud and there's no mother effing anybody on this thing but the short story is you know emma mangles had won the aos champs and was the winner for about 
24 hours until it was realized uh, that I think his name was Matt Sweeney uh, had won and her award was effectively rescinded. <clears throat> and, um, and um, you know, this, this has been a really polarizing event that took place e- even within our own gaming group. And I think we only had one, maybe two guys that out of our out of our pretty large group out of the Grimdark goons that actually attended Grimdark uh, uh, Adepticon. But this has been a pretty polarizing event even for us and I think for the community as a whole. And, um, you know, I, I think it's easy to get into the fray and, and punch down a little bit. Uh, you know, we had, uh, we even took a blog post down, you know, I, I felt it wasn't, uh, the right tone and, uh, I don't think it really served uh, to offer any really constructive, uh, criticism. Although, uh, I will say this, um, with that said, Adepticon really needs to be held to a higher standard and, 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 you know, not run their 190 person tournament, like a small 20 person RTT. I mean, that's, that's the bottom line that I can really say to that. And Emma Mangles deserves to, uh, still get uh, a ticket to go to the GW final. And, and I hope that Adepticon, uh, Age of Sigmar side of the tournament finds some way to, to make it up to her. Uh, and, and really those who, who suffered in their mess up, because I, I find it hard to believe that she's the only one that, uh, that, that got, you know, thrown off the bridge on this one, situationally speaking. Because whenever there's, uh, an issue like that in the scoring, there's probably issues down the line. I'm not implying anything, but I'm just saying, yeah, where there's no. smoke, there's fire. And, you know, yeah, I mean, go ahead. I can't even imagine how awful it would feel to think that you won the championship and then, you know, it's rescinded. Um, look, I'm sure that Adepticon is going to make an effort to, to make it right. Mm-hmm. We don't know. I don't think it's something that we should, you know, we or anyone should probably involve themselves in, you know, right. um, let them figure it out. Let them, let them work it out on their own. Um, but yeah, I, I just, I feel sorry for the person, you know, any person who, win something and then has it rescinded I, that that's gotta hurt and it's gotta be a gut punch that would be hard to get over but you know it's over we're moving on yeah and, you know it, it's it's on to the next tournament and it's on to the next big event but uh yep. Yep. I, I can i can see that it was um something that hurt and, yeah. and i think that that needs to be acknowledged yeah and and you know um i'll end this point of this this new section with with this you know from grimdark live uh, from all of us here at grimdark live uh, our sincerest apologies to how it went down for emma uh mangles and uh and the roller coaster ride that it must have been you know i, I could not imagine you know the high you you, you were riding on uh, to the lows uh after you find out that uh via email i mean i think that was the other lousy thing they you know um from what i understand i think i think they, they took to twitter and everything else prior to letting her know but you find out and uh, you know, it's gotta be tough, but you know, Emma, keep, keep your head high and, and, uh, and you're a champ absolutely. with us. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that, that's, that's absolutely. really the, uh, the, the best way to put it, but let's talk pre-orders, man. Cause we got some pre-order stuff that's going to be coming out on Saturday. And, uh, this Saturday is, is the pre-order for the new Age of Sigmar battle box daughters of Cain versus night haunt. I really, really hope night haunt is good. I really do. Ugh. I, I, I hope it's playable. Um, and, and yeah, I just, um, I just saw some of the rules for the gladiatrix. Okay, character do, do tell. Out. Oh, believe me. Uh, which elf players are going to be happy? Uh, what she basically does is she gives witch elves uh, plus one to wound, so they're wounding on threes now instead of the fours, and she's giving them rend. Now, you may think, oh, well, that's not that big of a deal. Uh, with the amount of tax that witch elves can put out at rend, even a rend of one, folks, can be pretty devastating. So if those witch elves are putting out 60, you know, 60 attacks at red wood, you know, wounding on threes now, uh, 
there, there's going to be a lot of happy doc players out there. Yeah, you know what? I like the way you put that. Um, and you know, I, I think this is a, a from the from the stuff I've seen on this box set. It looks to pre to be, in my opinion, a pretty darn good one. I mean, we're we're getting yeah, the right out. Yeah, like a nice box set. Yeah, we're we're getting a pretty good look at the sprues. You know, they're going to be released inside this this arena of shades. I think it's called something like that. Yeah, and. Um, mm-hmm. And, and there's going to be some other content in there. They're, they're throwing a uh, uh, old rule, or not an old rule book, a smaller rule book and everything in there. And I think there's going to be 44 or 45 miniatures in it. I think uh, 44 miniatures now that I think about it. Yeah, including- it's a beautiful set. It, it It's actually going to be a very popular set, I think, because uh, we're already hearing within our own group about guys saying, hey, can I have the, you know, can I have the daughters, you know, here you can have the night haunt. I mean, a lot of guys are already planning to switch it up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I would like to get in. I, you know what the, my problem is, though? I'm too hesitant because I'm such a, I'm so, I so love the Night Haunt with the, uh, you know, very close to the the Irish lore and, and at least at least my interpretation of it that um, that I, I don't want it to be be lousy. So I'm 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 hesitating. But I guess there's going to be seven new miniatures in there that we haven't gotten before with the uh, with the 44 that are in there and the box contents um, are are. Like I said, I think the I think the this is a good box set in my opinion. Um, but I think when the new Battle Tome comes out, you know that could change things. You know, any any idea or have you heard anything out there on what the new Battle Tome may or may not be? Or no, they've um, plural. They've only been releasing little tidbits on the GW website. Uh, like I said just today, I read about the Gladiatrix, and I was pretty happy to hear that the Witch Elves are are going to be back. Because right. I guarantee you now, if, if people had shelved their witch elves, they're coming off the shelf with, with this new rule. Um, they're going to yeah. be devastating. Right. The, the amount of attacks they're going to be able to put out. No, I think this. I think the Daughters book and the Night Haunt book are going to, um, I think they're going to be updated to the 3.0 style. And I think they're going to be very nice books. I, I don't think they're, you know, we don't know if they're going to be, you know, top tier books but i can tell you that um we're gonna find out real soon yeah yeah you know what and and i'll be honest with you i'm really really i'm I'm gonna say this too you know what i'm actually looking forward to i'm really looking forward to the uh the shooty ghosts and i that's not the right term guys but the shooty ghosts and here i I, yeah and i gotta (laughs) i got the cross booze is that really what they're calling them yeah, a lot I, of people are calling them cross booze. I, I, you know what? I want to call them that too. I want to put that on a T-shirt. Um, hey, you know what? If 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 we can get T-shirts for men, call them cross booze. We can get ones for women and call Will you them. Stop. All right. Well, I just all right. You, you never let me finish a sentence. All right. No, here we go. So he, here's some. Here's here's what we got. You know. So I think if we, it, it, I, okay, I'm gonna, I'm going to be an old fuddy duddy here for a second. Talk about the shooty ghosts that are coming back. And remember the night haunt. From what I hear. I mean, not the Night Haunt, the um, the Tomb Kings. From what I hear, the shooty ghosts are going to have no line of sight on their shots. It's it's forced by yeah, force, that from what I understand. That, yeah, that's one of the rumors that we've heard, that they are going to be um, no line of sight. They can literally stand behind a wall and shoot through it. Uh, ethereal bolts, I guess you would say. Uh, the range is 12 inches. I believe they're 4 by 4 Rend one damage one if i remember correctly from what i looked at the profile yeah um, yeah they're going to be a nice short range uh chip damage unit that's exactly what they're going to be well you know if what people are expecting to play like a whole army of these I, I i think you're going to be a little disappointed well you know what i like the idea that uh that that, that they're getting shooting and i love the idea that they're kind of hearkening back to some of the older armies you know back in the olden days 
you know, like when Steve and I were playing, because back when, you know, Steve and I were so old that when we were started playing, the rule book just said bang two rocks together. It was a long time ago. Um, but speaking of Night Haunt, let's, 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 let's actually, um, kind of digest this here for a second. I mean, we're getting a peek at some of the war scrolls that are out. We've, we've kind of already alluded to some of the things, but I want to talk about the, the spirit torment. Uh, some of the things that I picked up in, in some of the investigation I've done, because as I said, I really want to play this army, but the spirit torment, it, it, it lost the reroll of one. Um, I know that, and I know that the damage is now two and it, and, and, and heals, uh, so I, I think I, I think I think we're going to see some improvements. I mean, I'm really positive with what I'm seeing. The chain the the chain gasps I think have got. Uh, I think they're back to re rolls to one, which you know obviously that. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, but I think the re roll to one was changed uh, to the uh, to the to the plus one to hit. I think that that's kind of the global thing that's happening in the game right now. Um, and the the attack is now one d three versus models with two within two inches or three inches. I think I saw, uh, but the rend increases to two. So it so, will be very interesting to see where they take this army because this is obviously post Nagash getting his butt kicked. And yeah. we now want to what state are these ghosts in? Because obviously their Lord and Master is is gone, right. at least to some degree. So they're on their own. Yeah. Uh, for the most part. I mean, if you want to look at it from a Lord of the Rings point of view, the material form of Nagash is now gone. And now you have just like kind of like the spirit Sauron or the spirit Nagash. Yeah. That's basically out there. I mean, there's no accounting for that in, in rules, but basically in the storyline, that's what's going on. So I, I love the correlation the you just on? made. You know what? I, I love that. that what a, you know, what? this is what I mean, dude. You've got such a cool way of looking at armies. I mean, I would not, I never would have thought about that. But, you know, the... um. Uh, I like, I like everything I'm hearing and all the sneak peeks that we're getting, uh, for the night haunt. I mean, it really is, um, it, it really is awesome. And we are, we got, we got a, we got a challenger on, and actually a very good point on the, uh, on the, on the chat. She said, Nagash is an element never gone. I like the way that was put too. That was yeah, actually, well, it's just like Sauron. You can't ever, yeah. you can't ever kill him until you get rid of the rings. Exactly. Right. 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 Um, so, I mean, in the case of Nagash, he's death and, you know, he's, He's death incarnate. Yeah. Yep. And, and you know, I, I guess I want to say this, what I really am starting to early, and I hope I don't eat my words. I'm probably going to, that's just my luck. But, um, regarding night haunt, I mean, what I found is nothing really overpowering that I've seen or heard about the army, nothing really overpowering. So I guess the, the power curve is consistent in, in AOS, you know, as you, as you kind of see how the trend is kind of going, um, uh, Steve, you know, I'm going to throw you under the bus here on this one. So any, any predictions on how you think Nighthawk's going to be? You're usually pretty good at these predictions. Yeah, I think they're going to be a solid 3-2-4-1 army. Okay, I, I can live with that. I can live with that. Yeah, I think they're going to be a nice, a nice middle-of-the-road death army, just like Soul Blight Gravelords. Yeah, yeah, because I think they're a 2-3 army now. If I play them, they're 0-5. <laughs> well, I can't account for your tactics, but... <sighs> Yeah, I think that realistically, they're going to be just a nice middle of the road uh, average army. I don't think they're going to be too powerful. I mean, I think they're going to have a lot of nasty tricks, but I no, I see them as a three, two, four, one army. Yeah, I'd be surprised if they ended up being like this five zero un, unstoppable force like Nagash was years ago. But who knows? We don't know what's coming. Yeah, you know what? I, there, I, there's a lot of, and that's for another reveal show. Because you know what, folks. 
We are back. And, and I want to say one thing real quick. I'm seeing some of the stuff on the chat. Some folks saying we're really ha- we're, we're, we're happy to see us back again. And you know, guys, and folks, girls, people out there, everybody, so am I. You know, um, this uh, this show really means a lot to us. You know, we're not the biggest. We're, we're not the uh, we're not the most informative. But I, in my opinion, we're the best. Uh, we want to, we want to come out and inter- entertain you guys. And you know, while we were off the air for a little while, you know, going through life, I guess we'll put it that way. Um, so many of you reached out and were so so wonderful and so kind um, and and, and uh, really encouraging. And um, so what I want to say is. Uh, this, uh, uh, this good to be back. Yeah. And you know something, this show and everyone after that is for all you guys, man. Um, and, uh, you know, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to have, uh, we're going to have some fun. So, and, and, and we're going to get back to it. So thank you guys. And, uh, yeah, we're back. So with that, we're going to be right back now that we're back, right? Steve, we're, we're back, back. I don't know what I'm saying. How long have you had that week back? <laughs> we'll be right back. Hey gang, I want to thank you for being with us today on Grimdark Live. Thanks for being with us on tonight's show. But before we get into our main topic here on the show, I want to ask you to head over to GrimdarkLive.com to enter the Nerd Bunker and become a supporter of the show on Patreon. There are six different levels to fit the support you may be interested in and all provide special benefits and services to our members. So please head over to GrimdarkLive.com and become a patron of the show. And while you're on GrimdarkLive.com, check out our podcast or blog sections, attend an upcoming event, or... Should you know that GrimdarkLive.com has some great products in our shop, t-shirts, hoodies, caps, dice, and a ton more, so get your swag on with Grimdark Live merch. Also, from GrimdarkLive.com, you can find us on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and other social media platforms. We're constantly updating the website, so check it out for new stuff on the site. But with all that said, we just want to thank you for being part of this show and being here with us tonight, here on Grimdark Live. Now, let's get to the main topic of the show. Maggotkin, man, here we go. Uh, we are going to get back into this one. Uh, and, and like I said, guys, at the top of the show, we're going to be looking at this army uh, in the state of the game. Let's call it that way, the state of the game and, and where the army is at since it came out uh, back in December of 2021. Uh, but it, for, for some of you folks just joining me and joining us here on the Grimdark uh, experience, I love it. It's really awesome to say again. Welcome to the Grimdark Live Experience. Nice yeah, time. it's nice been six it. months. It's it, it really has been. And you want to know something? Prison prison didn't change me at all. I'm still the same person. All right, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, but gang, you know, it, you know, here with this topic of this Nurgle, you know, um, the game, the, the, the army has been out uh, for for some time now. And in my humble opinion, uh, it, it's a it's a really good book, and it plays to Nurgle as Nurgle should be played. There, uh, that, that's that's kind of how I wanted to preface at this. And and for some of you people just joining us, um, you know, uh, we've got Steve here with us. You know, he's our resident great unclean one. And uh, but but Steve, let's me throw this at you. You know, what attracted you to this army? You know, coming from Sons of Beamout, like we mentioned earlier in the show. Um, I can tell you exactly what attracted me to this army. Uh... As I told you in the beginning, I despise chaos. I've always despised it as a faction. Um, I, I don't enjoy playing it. Um, because I've always seen the followers of chaos as weak-minded fools. People that gave up on life, oh, gave no, up didn't. on their hopes and dreams. And they gave their life over to a god who is a, a god who's just simply malignant and is, uh, is offering them nothing but eternal servitude. Um, what attracted me to Nurgle was H.P. Lovecraft. 
Um, many of his stories deal with mutants and um, a, a person's body falling to ruin, like Shadows over Innsmouth. Right. Where yeah. the character slowly over over time turns into a fish and realizes that, I mean, for those of you who read the story, <clears throat> um, spoiler alert, um, yeah, spoiler alert. Smith is about a uh, is about a guy who goes to this small town on the coast, on the east coast, and finds out uh, something very terrible about himself. And in many of H.P. Lovecraft's stories, the creatures are very dystopian. They're tentacled. They're cyclopean. They're monstrous in size. They're um, basically the human body or a mockery of it fallen to ruin. And so I could not think of a better example of that than Blight Kings. Because Blight Kings are not warriors. They're just normal people that succumb to the disease, the rot of Nurgle. Right. They gave up. It could have been the farmer who starved or who was starving. And Sigmar didn't answer him. So he ended up praying to, to Nurgle to save his family. Yeah. And doing so brought complete ruin to them. Unlike unlike Corn or Slanash, who kind of forces themselves on you, or or Zeech, who who slips in under the door, you know, almost like Nurgle comes to you as a as a long lost friend, a harbinger of, yeah. of reprieve. Um, yeah. But, but let's um, let, that's an you know it's, that's really hard to follow that statement, Steve. Really good job. Um, you know, Steve, you and I have talked many times on the tenants, I'm going to call, of, of an, that, that an army must have in order to even consider playing them. And we've always said it's Reach, it's Rend, and. Ward save. Ward save, yeah. I mean, your entire army has a five-plus ward save. And throw on top yeah. of that ward save the healing ability of the army. I mean, units within 14 inches of the Great Unclean One or or Glotkin or Horticulus Slimax and Festus can restore D3 wounds in your hero phase. And that's huge. Like, that that in itself, with all the other boons and benefits this army got that we're going to be talking about here, um, in itself, the innate things this army does is, I think, is what makes it pretty spectacular yeah um, it's much like a disease it doesn't take you at once it takes you over time right and that's kind of the theme that i get from this army with the chip damage that they do with the disease and especially with relentless attackers with the blight kings yeah at least on infantry units or, or uh, low wound units but it's the it's the slow uh beat down just like a disease where it wears you down and breaks down your body over time, this this army book is designed to break down your opponent over time. This isn't Sons of Behemoth. You're not walking up to your opponent in turn two and decimating their entire line. True. That's, that's not what this army does. Yeah. This army sneaks up on you, and before you can realize it, you're gone. Good way to put it. Yeah, and, and you know, it's funny, from a practical standpoint, you know, let, let's let's kind of dial it back and actually talk about the army composition on the table, because the units are a bit more costed now, we know that from the old book. Oh, yeah. Uh, but but they're much sturdier, and, and, and they hit harder in melee in, in that in that phase. So, you, you know, obviously, your movement is slow, it was slow before, and mm -hmm. with the, the, the higher costed units, you're going to rely on summoning to, to even up the battlefield. I mean, Steve, does, does this from a high level sum up Magakin to you? I mean, what you've said and what, what I just said? Yeah, I think it does. Um, I think it's an army that gives you more options. Uh, as I looked at Nurgle in the past, I didn't, and, and maybe this is just because I didn't play them, but I never really saw all of the components of a Nurgle army being played. 
Now the guys who really know Nurgle, the guys, and, and I am not one of them, but the guys who really know Nurgle, the, the, the professionals, the guys that have been playing Nurgle for years, yep. they are now able to use all the facets of this army. And that is what makes it, that's what's going to make it a competitive army. This is one of those armies that when it came out, everyone kind of poo-pooed it and they said, ah, you know, it's not really that great. I disagree. I think this army is going to show itself over time. I think this army, there's a secret sauce to this book. And I think that a lot of people are going to spend the next six months trying to find that. Yeah. And, and you know, I, th- I think they slowly are. But, you know, and we're going to talk a little bit about that secret sauce, because I think you have something in your lists that we're going to be looking at here in a little bit. But before we get into your lists, which are which are great lists, by the way, I just want to say that. But before we get into them, let, let's talk units that are really uh, also required, you know, and maybe these these ones that we're not going to be covering in your list. In, in, and I say required in any Magakin list, in my opinion. And when I talk about those, I mean, there's so many in this book, but uh, it, off the top of my head, I would say Lord of Afflictions, the three Magath Riders. Well, at least two out of three right now. Uh, Puscule mm-hmm. Blight Lords, um, Lord of Blights, stuff like that. I mean, Steve, where would you like to start? Let, let's let's start from a from a high stance and let's let's talk about some honorable mentions that didn't make it into your list but are well, still a must in a Magatkin army. Yeah, and like I said, my lists are are based upon the models, not necessarily. Uh, how well or effective they're going to be on the battlefield. Because for me, the game is about the models before it's about the win-loss, okay. which is one of the reasons why I played Sons, because I love the models so much. Yeah, but with this army, I think we should probably start off with the demons. Like it. Because uh, I've noticed that a lot of people are doing this. Whereas in the past, you would have demons and mortals uh, mixed Right. I'm seeing now more people are going with all demon or all mortal. And it really is just that player's personal preference. Right. I think if I were going to pick out someone for the demons that is a must, it's Spoilpox Scrivener. Oh. <laughs> and I and I and I say that only because I put Sloppity in my list. Right. For so I don't want to talk about him. No. But Spoilpox has a lot of great abilities that can help out the Plague Bearers. Okay. Uh, he can add uh, one to their save rolls. He can improve their rend by one. And right. he can add one to their attacks. Oh, yeah. I, so, I, th- I think that's when you see a lot. I think it's Talia Blows or something like that. I think that's when you see yeah, more often. Yeah, you're going to see. I mean, well, it depends upon what who your opponent is. If you need to bust through that armor, you're going to use the rend. Sure. But yeah, okay. I'm right. seeing... Um, a lot of people who are playing the plague bearers are piggybacking those units with with spoilpox, and obviously because he's he's phenomenal. I mean the abilities he gives, and then of course Sloppity is you know a must. Right, he's a right. must include in a demon army. Well, you know that was my college nickname, Sloppity Bilepiper. Will you stop? I'm sorry. So no, you know what? Um, I I, I love the fact that you brought up Spoilpox. That was one I was actually going to bring up, but I'll, I'll I'll go to my next one. I'll go to probably one of my favorite models in the line and that's lord of afflictions um eight out of ten times here lately i mean this is the this is the general of of my army without without a doubt i mean as an example uh if i were to take him in a in a drowned men army you know he's got the command trait i'm always going to put uh over overpowering stench on him um and as far as uh, artifact of power i'm going to put the split horn helm and you know i look at it this way 
he he solves a lot of problems that the army has. Not only say problem, but he solves a lot of drawbacks. Movement is one that he solves. Uh, but you know the ability to take away an enemy's general from giving you know commands and increasing his oh, his, huge. his his save to a four plus is is really a no brainer. I mean, plus you add in the fact that his fly high ability with blight lords is so valuable for deep strike in like I said a slower army like like Nurgle. Um, but couple that with drown men. And again, I'm all about, look, I play Beastman. I, I probably should be a Slanash player because of the speed. I play Beastman because of the speed. So I'm always going to gravitate towards that. Uh, I believe speed kills. Um, but in a Drowned Men army, you know, after deployment, if if you're, you know, in the first battle round, before the first battle round starts, as a matter of fact, uh, you could move each friendly um, uh, Drowned Men, Blightlord, and Lord of Afflictions up eight inches. So you're really, and that's that's if you obviously don't fly them high, which I would probably do seven out of ten times in in that in that list. Yeah, um, a lot of the armies that I'm seeing for the mortals are including the flies. Uh, oh, yeah. it, it's almost it's almost to the army that I'm seeing them. Yeah, uh, I didn't want to be that guy, right? Which is why I'm going to uh, show you the list that I'm going to show you later on. Right. Right. Yeah. And I like one of the comments that came in on, on, on uh, this Zonfeld, uh, uh, Zonveld. Got it. Got, got your name right. Sorry. Uh, he said, I would give the Nurgle book an eight out of 10, maybe a nine out of 10. Really good book. Yeah. I'm right there with you, bud. I, yeah. It's a nice I, book. Yeah. I mean, they really, I love Nurgle. Good stuff. All right. So, so that was my pick. Give, give us another honorable mention in the book that we're not going to see in your list tonight, but, uh, but you want to, you want to jaw jack on. Well, I'll tell you, there are um, there are some hidden gems in this book. I think Gut Rot's Fume. Um, if you're going to play a Blight King heavy list and not use Glotkin, oh, then yeah. I strongly suggest you use Gut Rot's Fume because what he can do is he basically can ambush any anywhere in the table with mm -hmm. a 10-man unit of Blight King. Right. Or I believe you could take two separate units of, of five-man units if, right. if you wanted to yeah. um yeah he's absolutely a, a a must include if you're not going to play glodkin yeah i, I like um, the way you put that and you know for 170 points i think he is he he's yeah, quite an he's awesome bargain for what he does yeah i'll tell you something else too there's a lot of other great I, i'm i'm a little down on festus and i'm going to tell you why oh no a lot of people a lot of people are are playing Festus, but when I look at that casting value of seven for his spell that erases uh, one uh, rank of armor, basically, right? I, oh, a seven that that's mm. hard for me. That's hard. That's a hard cast. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. Think of all the times you roll those fives and sixes. A seven to me is a really hard cast. Right. And I know some people out there are probably thinking, "Ah, oh, well, it's not that hard." Well, it, it kind of is because at least the way I roll, and, and well, so anything yeah. that says seven or more, I kind of shy away from. Uh, it, it, it's but, okay. Go ahead. But he's I, being included. People like him, and there's no way to improve that, right? Now that I'm trying to think about it, not I've, to my I, knowledge, I just sprained a brain muscle. Anyone on the chats know if you can improve Festus's dice roll for his? Yeah, I don't think there's any way to do seven it on that spell. All right, well, uh, you know, but that's a good, you know, I love Festus. I really do. I love Festus. He's a creepy bastard, and I think he should be in every army. But maybe I'm doing that more on the artistic side than the actual playable side. Maybe I'm just doing that, I think. Yeah, I mean, 
the named characters in this book are just phenomenal. Oh yeah. Uh, Gut rot is awesome. Festus is good. If you can get his spell off. Right. I mean, we haven't even talked about the Magus Lords yet who are the, the true hidden gems of the mortals. Yeah. You know what? I, I think I'm going to touch on that if I can, you know, I, the Magus Riders, you know, I mean, we got Bloab Rotspawn, we got, uh, Orgot's Demon Spew and we got Morbid X twice born. And you know, I, I'll, I'll touch on one and I'll give you the, I'll give you the, the, the choice of the other two to get after, but I'm going to, I'm going to start with Bloab. I think he's my favorite out of the three, and and only because I, I like cool wizards, uh, kind of like a la my butcher or my slaughtermaster yeah, from Sean my older Maw Tribes army. Uh, but but my but my favorite spell to put on him is Gift of Disease. It's got a casting value of six plus. It's got a twenty one inch range, and yep. uh, you're able to really load up on disease points that old chemical warfare thing that we were just talking about on enemy units you know and really like i said build that bubble build those disease points all over the place and i think that only adds to the secret sauce as you were saying of what this army does so i i'm gonna well, go don't, I, I like honorable mention Bloab. I, I think Bloab brought yeah, is a real winner winner chicken dinner in this army don't overlook rancid what about dissertations you? What, give me, give too. Me, what other uh magic well, writer do you want uh, to talk just about adding to what you said about Bloab. uh <laughs> Rancid visitations with this model could be just absolutely devastating. Are you talking about Orgots? Uh, it could be devastating. Uh, well, no, it's a spell. Oh, oh okay, okay. Um, You're, we're still talking about Bloab. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. I just think that if he could get alongside of a unit, every model that is within range is getting nailed on a 2+. plus. Oh, that's a really and, good And you're point. taking a mortal wound. Yeah. So Rancid visitations is a spell that can absolutely devastate an infantry army especially something like a Daughters of Cain army, if you could get this guy in the side of a Witch Elf unit and get oh. that spell off, that thing casts on a six. This is good advice, so you players. Absolutely, You're going to listen to this with Daughters, Daughters yeah, of Cain coming out. Yeah, I mean, you could absolutely wipe out a Daughters unit. And if they're wounding, if they're causing a mortal wound on a two, a Daughter army, at least as of now, only gets a six up save. That's not that good, folks. No. No, yeah, that, that's a terrible, I mean, it's a ward save, but it's, it's the worst of the ward saves. Right, right. So you're going to lose almost every model that gets whacked by this spell. Yeah. yeah. So if I were going to pick one of the, um, I, I, I like the fighters more than I like the wizards. Oh yeah. Uh, I would go with Orgots. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and Orgots gonna... demons spew. Yep. All right. So lay it on me. What about Orgots? Uh, he's is... a beast in combat. He's oh, an he absolute is. beast. I mean, he hits like a uh, truck. He's damage too. Oh, yeah, he'll he'll put your lights out because if you're going in and you're wanting to really mess up a unit, you're going to take that three plus to hit and you're going to drop that to a two plus with all out attack. Mm -hmm. And you're just going to maul whatever you hit because then the monstrous claws are going to be hitting on a two. And that's where your real damage is coming from, because you wound on a two, rend is two and the damage is three. So if this guy comes into combat and he goes uh, all out attack. He's going to devastate a unit. I mean, he's hitting like Mega Gargan kind of levels of damage. Yeah. Yeah. And um, you know, I'll, I'll be quiet. And well, Lord of Nurgle gives him the ability mm-hmm. to give a free command point every turn. Yep. And that's huge. I was just so, going to go there because I, I just, I, I couldn't think of the name. on your Blight Kings, you know? I yeah. mean, right there. Yeah, and you're seeing a lot of people take Bloab Ratspawn and Orgot's Demon Spew in, 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 instead Together. of a Great Unclean one, you know, oh, in, yeah. in the list. Oh, they're definitely better than a Great Unclean one, in my opinion. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot to be said for the two of them in a list. I mean, and, and you you bringing up Lord of Nurgle as far as, you know, and, and again, not, not having to spend a command point on, you know, friendly Maggotkin units. 
um, and he hits like a truck. I mean, I don't know that I would, I'm always leery about making him, anybody that hits that hard, I'm always leery about making him my general, uh, unless it is like a great unclean one, because you don't want to lose your general. Um, but, but I think, I think it's you don't a have good, to make him your general. He's already a war master. Well, oh, that's right. That's right. So he says he's your second general. Bingo. All right, yeah. cool. All right, well, I'm a happy man he now. He and Gladkin are war masters, so Got you, it. They, um, you don't have to make him your general. I forgot about that. Good one. Thank you for reminding me of that one. All right, good. So, And then, of course, uh, we got the third stooge in, in the Magath Rider lineup, and that's Morbid X Twiceborn. I mean, you know, it, it's funny. Um, I'm torn like an old sweater with Morbid X Twiceborn. I, he probably has the best story arc of all the Magakin as far as how he came to be. Uh, and his healing is nice in the game, uh, but drop his points to 300 from 320, and I think you have something worth talking about. I mean, that's really all I can say about Morbid X Twiceborn, because he hits like a truck. Uh, he's got some pretty cool abilities with Nurglings, but um, I wouldn't take him over Orgot's Demon Spew. I really wouldn't. Not in a million years. Yeah. No and, way. And I can't... Anyone out there on the chat, can somebody give me an, a reason to take Morbid X? Because I want to, but I'm afraid that, like... Um, I'm afraid I'm just talking myself into a disaster here. You know, I mean, uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I see. I, I love the model. He, he like aesthetically wise. Oh, the model's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. He with that goofy smile on his face. I mean, the aesthetic wise of Morbid X, I think is the best of the three, but functionally on the tabletop, he's the worst of the three. So he is the least built of the, of, of that model. I can tell you that. Yeah, yeah, and you want to know something, uh, and, and you know, Sean makes a good point. You know, if you run, if you run a, a nurgling demon build, which you know, I guess you'll just lose every game quicker. Lovely, thank you, Sean. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so, um, what else? Let's get some other honorable mention before we get into your list. Um, I love Horticus Limax, uh, but he's on one of my lists, so I don't want to talk about him. Okay. Obviously, uh, I'm not a fan of Rodigus. Uh, yeah. I can do so much more with a regular great unclean one having, you know, minus one to hit me, the wither stave. Uh, I mean, there's no way I'm taking Rodigus over a regular great unclean one, but I suppose if you wanted to throw him into the, um, thrice fold befallment, I guess. But for me, I'm taking the great unclean one with the bile sword and the plague flail every day of the week. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? I'm I'm really looking forward to, to to how you built that, and we're going to talk about that here in a minute. I mean, but but to round up the, my, who else would I go with? Honorable mention, I would have to say Puscule Blight Lords. I'm going to go back to more flies, Steve. Um, I, I think paired with the with the Lord of Afflictions uh, and their four plus save and five plus disgustingly resilient and their battle line and a drowned men army build. Um, I think they're. Uh, I think they. I think you have to have them in a list. You know, I was working on a list the other day where I had two units of two and just one extra on the side. And you know, when you can take your Lord of Afflictions, you can put them up high in the sky, and you can take the two units, the one unit of two and the one unit of one, up in the sky with you, and leave the other one as kind of like a, a a blocker, distractor, you know, something like that. I think there's a lot that um, that has to be has to be said for for those guys. I I, I just I've always loved the flies. Um, especially the idea. Yeah, that, they're that, insanely popular right now. Yeah, and you know their charge ability with the with the with the bell between their legs. What's that? Uh, they got the crotch bell that hits you when they charge. I can't think of the name of it right now. And I just uh, is it? Are Ooh, you talking about <clears throat> rack and ruin? Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, they I, are. They have the same thing as blight kings with relentless attackers. Yeah, 
Yep. Got it. Got it. So, I mean, I, I think we've touched on some pretty good um, uh, sidebar units that are honorable mentions that are good. And, you know, I, I like what some of the stuff is coming in in the chats. Uh, one person says, I think Morbid X uh, is one who looks the worst on paper, but I think he might surprise you in games. All right. All right. You know, Interesting. Uh, uh, yeah, I like Zonafeld's yep. thought on that, dude. All right. I appreciate that. And um, yeah, Gwell just uh, uh, also said, besides his healing, he really isn't exactly bringing much uh, unless you really like Nurglings. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I like them for the uh, the extra points we get when I can summon them on, on the backfield, but sure. uh, not a big fan. I mean, I, I you know, um, I like the whole I'm, I'm mooning you, showing you my butt thing. That's kind of funny in a childish way, but that's really about <laughs> it. Yeah. All right. So let's let's uh, let's start warming up to the list here, man. You know, I really like the Befouling Host and the Blessed Sons builds. I know that I was just talking about Drowning Men for a long time, but uh, uh, I do like these two. And, and those are the two lists that we're going to be reviewing in your army, correct? The basis yes. of this? Yes. Nice. Well, before we get into um, before we get into the list that you have, let's talk in general somewhat high level because the book, I think, was written in such a way. I want to go back to this because I want to make sure I get this point out. Um, I, think, I think the book was written in a way that the more you get into it, the more you appreciate the army. You know, from the chemical warfare, you know, uh, to the um, the summoning mechanic and stuff like that. And and I've noticed that you you've got a really interesting lists. You play on those, but you in a way in, in one of your lists, I'm not going to get into it. Um, you kind of expand on those. But is that a fair statement to say, Steve? I guess. I mean, as far as what I know so far about uh, Nurgle, and as I stated before, I'm by no means even you know anywhere near an expert on the army. Um, this is my first venture into it, but for me, I play to a theme. I've always loved themed armies because for me, if I, if my army doesn't have a theme, I, I lose interest in it very quickly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so for me, I had to build a theme and, and obviously that will be revealed when we talk about the lists. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think speaking of the theme thing and the whole, the whole thing that you were just touching on, I really like the, the, the quote unquote, the, the, the chemical warfare that we, we keep talking about here, you know, the, at the end of your, every movement phase, enemy movement phase and combat, or actually any movement phase, right. In combat phase, enemy units within three inches are going to, of, of, well, are going to get a disease point um, to a max of seven. I love that mechanic. I think, I think that's my favorite mechanic probably in the game right now. And I, and, and it's not really that big of a deal. But I just love the idea of it that you got this big cloud of filth that's just it is contaminating um, you. it is the mechanic that the army in the future will revolve around. Right. Once people find that secret sauce, like I said, and I don't believe people have found it yet. I believe that it's going to take another six months for people to really find the, the the secret sauce of this of this book. Okay. But it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, well, I think, I think people are starting to crack some of those, those codes on it. They but are. Let me ask you this. Speaking of mechanics, thoughts on the summoning mechanics. I mean, state of the game, the army's been out since December. Where are we at? I mean, the beast of chaos, very good summoning mechanic. Where would you rate the summoning mechanic on this? I mean, on and, a scale of one to five, I'd rate it a two. And I like that because this army already is durable enough that we don't need to be summoning in uh 20 man units or 10 man units or great unclean ones i think those should be in very rare circumstances uh more more so like your late game advantages um but i i don't like summoning in general i think it's a broken mechanic that really um unbalances a game okay you're bringing in hundreds of points sometimes worth of models that you normally wouldn't get 
and and I've never liked that mechanic. So for me, uh, at least in my in my mortal army, I, I probably won't be bringing in anything other than maybe a beast of Nurgle or some Nurglings. All right, uh, you know I, I love the way you put that. that that's an interesting point. And, uh, and you know what's funny? I, I do got I got to do you know kind of take a left turn at Albuquerque here because on the chats, well brought up something that I love. You you, you mentioned well the order of the Fly Crusade uh, is, is my favorite theme for me. Me too. I love the order of the fly, and I, and I love. Yeah, how you of, mentioned that. Yeah, I mean, so bravo, well, awesome, dude. I love, I love to see that on the chat. That's really cool. Um, and yeah. I believe they are blessed sons. Yes, you're right. If I'm not yeah, mistaken, yeah, yeah, because that whole thing about the 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 order of the fly that predates the Magakin. You know that that's their whole uh, whole other story. But but awesome story if you get a chance to uh, to to read up on it. Um, so why don't we do this? Why don't we get into the list right now? We'll save the cycle of corruption and then the kind of thoughts you have on that, if, if you don't mind, sure. uh, for after this, because, or, or do you want to talk about it now? It's up to you. You're the guest. No, that's fine. Let, we can move on. Yeah. I mean, I am happy to see it return in the book. I do like that, but I, I know that you've got a couple of things you want to talk about, um, from the, uh, you know, the, 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 the cycle, I guess the best way to put it. So, but I, we're, we're going to yeah. save that for, for later on. So let's get into the very first uh, list that you have here, you know, and, and I think, I think this is going to be a good thing to get into because, uh, I like the befouling host theme that you have here. <laughs> I like mm-hmm. the fact that you have all the beasts, but yeah. So starting with the befouling, befouling host, I mean, you get two feculent Naramaws at the beginning of the game instead of just one, which is huge. And this is yes. a good jumping off point for summoning for, for really a summoning themed army to, well, Naramaws. that is the, yeah, it's a summoning mechanic army. Okay. Um, uh, I think that if you look at the list, it starts off with a great unclean one who is decked out in the traditional manner with the, uh, the sword, the flail, yep. uh, the wither stave and the nurgling infestation. So he's basically as tooled up as he possibly can be, uh, morbid X or excuse me, um, horticus. Horticulus, yep. Yeah. Horticulus, uh, Slimex is an absolute must. If you're playing a Beast of Nurgle uh, battle line army, right, because he gives them the ability, uh, and it says right here he's a Beast Handler, and it gives him the ability to reroll charge rolls for friendly Beast of Nurgle units that are wholly within 14 of him. Every single one of my Beasts of Nurgle is a single unit. So this army is just going to be like a pinball machine, just going around hitting people and doing uh, <laughs> D3 mortal wounds on a, on a two up. You know. Now, Good. I'm not saying that that you know that that is the, the you know the, the winning combo for the fouling host. I just wanted to create an army that was that was fun, that was themed. I even called them the Slugs of Anarchy. I, that is and, awesome. And and I wanted a list that when I put it on the table, someone would look at it and go, "Oh wow, I don't see any plague bearers. This is something unique and new." Because I think the problem we run into, especially when we go to like tournaments and stuff, is that. You always see the appropriate army for every book, or at least the, the army that is, you know, that you need to have to win games. And then when someone sees something that's new and fresh, they're like, wow, I'm actually getting to play a Nurgle army that doesn't have the same old crap that I always face, you know? You're right. And so that's why I built this army. I wanted this to be an army of mutant puppies running around the battlefield, just <laughs> whacking people. 
And and I, I love the 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 whole story arc behind him too. That they just want to come up and give you a big hug and a kiss. Oh yeah. Um, but you know, looking at this list here, this army is all about generating feculent Naromaws. I mean, you, you're going to have three with Horticulus. You know, he's going to give you an auto one. Um, yep. So, but here here's the kicker that I love. Your great unclean one is an absolute combat monster, and is your general. Oh yeah. I mean, t- talk us through the idea. Yeah, when you can make your ward saves. Well, 188 missed. Did you hear that, folks? 188 <laughs> word saves. This guy failed this past weekend. But but talk talk us through the idea behind your general. Okay, so obviously the great unclean one is like the war master of the army. Um, Horticulus is is basically like his his dog handler. Uh, Sloppity bile piper is so when they get into combat with one of the beasts, they will not be able to pile in. Because obviously Sloppity is going to be up there where the action is. Mm-hmm. Another thing I really like about this army is that these beasts are, are, are a hidden gem. And I'm going to tell you why. Okay. They have the ability to run or retreat and still charge. Now, you may not think that's something, but that is something with the Nurgle army. Right. They only move five inches. So if you roll, let's just say on average you're going to roll a four. You're already moving nine inches. So you're already up towards the middle line if your opponent went first. Then every single one of those beasts, if you have them all lined up and ready to go, every single one of those beasts is going to be charging. They're going to run and they're going to charge. Every time they hit that is on a two plus, they're taking D3 mortal wounds. I don't okay. think people understand how many mortal wounds that can be. Well, I mean, what, what is it? Have you, have you, I mean, have you dice hammered it out? Have you, have you played? I, the, I mean, what it was so, so give us an idea. It what, absolutely, are we, what are we talking it, it about? Absolutely, it absolutely decimates infantry armies uh it is it it is very effective because of the mortal wounds and you're also getting through like with a lot of your stormcast armies you're also getting through that high armor by those by those mortal wounds and then you could chip away whatever's left with the filthy claws which you know you're hitting on fours by threes rend of one damage two so you only need to get a couple through and you're taking out fulminators or you're taking out you know annihilators so the army can look. I'm not saying that it's 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 the be all end all. Sure. I just think that the army can be very effective because when it comes to casting spells, they're only going to be able to target one at a time, one right. of the beasts. True. Yeah, especially and as all they're, they're all individual units. all over the yeah. place. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, I I think I think going back to really what I'm going to call the hinge pin of your of your army here is a great unclean one. I mean, you've got the command trait, the Nurgling infestation. That's going to be negative one to hit the great unclean one. Uh, flaming weapon, yeah, flaming weapon on him. So, um, you're you're looking to stuff that great unclean one right up the opponent's backside, right, right, right up the units, uh, and really just chop away. Especially like you said, with that flaming weapon. And an interesting perception that I have on this list here, looking at it and thinking about it while you're talking, is you didn't go the typical route uh, with this type of list regarding your great unclean one. I mean, no bell, but you really don't need it because you're going to have three. Uh, I, I love this balance of this list because the trees are giving you those extra points. You don't need the bell. Your uh, your your great. Well, they're bringing one. back the beasts well, when they die. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're literally. Oh man, that's right. Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, that's 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 going to be hell for an opponent to play against. That's going to be crazy. Well, sure, because if you angle your beasts uh, in a certain way, you could zigzag them. So that when your opponent comes in, they're only going to be able to fight one. And then the other five or four, however many you choose to bring in, they're all coming in. They're all going to be damaging with on, on a two plus D3 mortal wounds. 
the one that is currently fighting, if he survives, can retreat and charge back in because they can retreat and charge. Yeah. They're bouncing all over. And another important point of these guys, when they retreat, uh, when this unit retreats, you have to roll a dice for every enemy unit within three inches of this unit. And out of four plus, they suffer a disease point. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's, and they fly when they retreat. That's right. That, I was just going to say that. I was gonna, They're don't just they bouncing yeah. all over the table. That is absolutely hysterical. And, and you know, yeah. you know, again, I, I know I keep going back to your great and clean one, but I want to digest this here a little bit because you gave him the obvious thing. He's got the wither stave on that thing. I'm looking at this right now. He's says, the muscle. He's yeah, the hammer. Yeah, okay. That's what I was trying to drive at. And I really think it's interesting how you kind of inverted your – your hitting power on on the army. Not to say that the beasts aren't going to be slouches. They're they're gonna they're gonna do some business too. But I really well, think they don't need anyone to command them. Their leadership is ten. Right. You know, their bravery's ten. So they they don't need to worry about anything. Once they get cut loose, it's like letting you know. It's like opening the door and letting eleven puppies out. They're gonna swarm you. You know. Yeah. You know, I, I love this list. That's why I want to start with it because I think, and I'm not saying one's necessarily better than the other, but there's this one is kind of very very original to me and kind of kooky. Uh, and very, very out of, and folks, you know, I, I know Steve fairly well. Um, this is not really his play style. So he kind of stepped out of his own realm here a little bit with this list, which is why I find it intriguing. But but can I give you my my offerment of an idea for, for this list? One thing I would consider. Um, the only thing I'd recommend to consider, uh, you know, it, it, and, and it's just as good as what you have, in my opinion, just kind of thinking about it, would be to build on the summoning theme a little bit more. To, you know, to give the great unclean one the infernal conduit command trait to, to keep those uh, contagion points coming in. You know, uh, are you familiar with it's one of my personal favorites, the, the infernal conduit? No. So if, if your general, the great unclean one, if he's alive on the battlefield, which most likely that big bastard is going to be, when, when you, you, you roll a dice in your hero phase and I, you, you, you add, and, and a one, not going to do anything, right? There, there you have it. But a two through five adds one contagion point and a six is D3. So not great, but just enough to sprinkle on top of all the other chemical warfare that's going on on the table. Just just a thought. But again, you know, that's that would be my play style. You, you're a little bit more up in their business. Yeah, I like the idea of the impact kits. I like the idea of the retreat and charge. I love everything about a Beast of Nurgle. Uh do I think they're fair for 110? I don't know, yeah. maybe 100, but I I think they're great. And right. I love them, and I love the model. So believe me, if I ever build this army, it, 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 it this is what it will be. If I ever play De- Nurgle Demons, it will be this army. Yeah. You know, another thing I'm thinking of, and kind of looking at the beasts and, and, and the uh, the Great Unclean one, is uh, the Bountiful Swarm. You know, you know, you know, uh, give the, uh, the Great Unclean one uh, the bountiful swarm to to continue to to play into the beast and Nurgle theme, you know. Um, this is something I was just reading about a little bit and in, in kind of prepping for the show. And, and, it, and it's good once per game artifact. And yeah, once per game artifact. I'm not a fan of those either. But yeah. uh, you use it in your hero phase, and you can pick an enemy model within uh, three inches, seven inches. I think it's three inches, uh, and roll a dice. And obviously, if the result is more than the model's wound characteristic, it's slain. You know, it, and 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 if that model happens to have a wound characteristic of say a four or five. Uh, then after it's slain, you can add a beast of Nurgle to your army within one inch of the slain model. So it's it, it's it, it's absolutely hysterical if that goes off. I mean, yeah, that's kind of funny. I mean, yeah, once per once per game, yeah, eh. But you know what? You know what I thought was kind of interesting is this is another thing that goes against your playstyle. You actually have Sloppity Bile Piper in your list because you usually summon him on the board. Yeah, 
Um, on, in the list that I had with the Great Unclean One and the Blight Kings, um, he was a summon in on turn two. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not going with that theme. I, if I'm going to play mortals, I want to play all mortals. So I kind of put the kibosh on that list. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Darktron69 in the chat says, you can add Bellacor to the list. We'll be, a good, uh, we'll, we'll be good at controlling, controlling the game. Uh, yeah, you know, Bellacor is good just about in any list, I would say. I, I, th- I think he's a, he's a good fit. But um, Well, go ahead. one of the things, though, that I want to say is uh, I love all these comments that are coming in from the listeners. Uh, guys, if you have a secret sauce or if you have something that you know works well, put it in the comments or send it to us. Send, yeah. send, send your ideas. Believe me, all we are are two guys that play the game that are just talking on the show. You know, yeah. we're no better a player than anybody out there, and we love hearing all the all the comments from you know out from out there in the peanut gallery. Yeah, you don't have to say we're lousy players, Steve. You don't have to go that far. Will you I mean, stop? you know, here I'm trying to, you know, I'm, hey guys, I'm a, I'm not bad. I'm not a bad player. Steve likes to be mean all the time. All right, I'm kidding. <laughs> so let, let's 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 round this list out before we get to the second uh, list here. Uh, no battalion in the list, but yeah, battalions are kind of a flunky thing. They're they're the useless for that list. Yeah, uh, but you know the one thing, <laughs> you know the one battalion I would. Now that you've said they're useless, uh, the one <laughs> the one that I would consider would be the uh, the warlord bonus. Uh, the, the the warlord uh, uh, battalion for for the bonus and en- uh, enchantment uh, and and command point. That'd be the only one. I I, I think the army. Yeah, I mean. Maybe I know that I can't give anything to uh, Horticulus because of the fact that he's a special character. Um, I could maybe give something to the Sloppity, but I don't know. I I just thought the list was fine as it was. You're absolutely right, and I bet you if I played my version of this list and you played this list, you beat me probably 10 out of 10 times. I mean, it's a fantastic list. But let's get to your second list here real quick. Um, Sure. So, Do you have anything you want to say on the first one, or can we move on? No, first one, no. I think we covered it. All right, here we go. The second list. Now, this one is a little bit this more... This is my mortals list. Yep, it's a little more up your alley. Correct. So, um, Blessed Sons, you know, um, and this is going to be the next army we're going to be looking at here. Uh, so, it's a mortal Probably Magakin. one of the most hated factions out there. I yeah. disagree somewhat. I think that the Belly Burst... Uh, that they do after they've been killed can uh, really round out disease points on units around them. Okay, but that's okay. We'll talk about that in a little bit. So, I mean, let's 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 start walking through the list right now. I mean, let's start from the top. The Glotkin, he's your general. Sure, it's this is my Glotkin list. Um, I love Blight Kings, as I said before. I'm not a fan of the flies, and and from an aesthetic point of view, um, and also from a a transport point of view. Um, oh, the models breaking. Every person that I see. Using flies, it's a transporting nightmare because you're trying not to have the model break every time you use it. Um, Blight Kings, for me, I love the models. I love the way they look. I love their poses and their mutations. And I've always preferred infantry over any kind of cavalry. Right. And I know that maybe tactically that's to my detriment. But I just like Blight King models. And I wanted to make a Glotkin horde where he is just, uh, you know, lumbering into battle with these uh, fat units of Blight Kings. And I've got, if you look at the list, of course, I've got Glotkin, nothing special. I gave him Rancid Visitations yep. for his spell. Yep, casting value of a six, I right? Be able to, yep, I want to be able to wipe out uh, units when I get alongside them. Yeah, yeah the spell is nuts. Um, 
I also have two units of 10 uh, Blake Kings. And I know immediately people are saying, well, why are you wasting points on uh, a back row of Blake Kings? And here's the reason why. I think people are really overlooking this. Uh, relentless attackers. Okay. When you are fighting anything that has three wounds or less, you have a chance to do possibly an additional 10 mortal wounds after at the at the end of the combat phase. So after everyone's done swinging, you can have a chance to do 10 mortal wounds in addition to the disease rolls that you're going to get in the battle shock phase. Right. So when you really think about it, you could be putting 17 mortal wounds on a unit after you're done fighting with it. Now, I'm not saying True. it's the be-all, end-all. Most of the most of the elite units in this game, like your Idnith, uh eels and like your trolls and stuff, you know, those are all four wounds. Okay, I get it. But the game is also changing. And I have a sneaky suspicion that we're returning to the Horde meta very yeah. soon. Yeah. And I, I think that with the with the advent of the daughter's book coming and the return of the witch elves, this is going to be something that you might want to look at. Yeah. Yeah. You, you um, may, you may want to, yeah, that's a really good point. I, I think we're headed in that also, direction. Well, there's another reason. There's another reason. Uh, Glotkin has probably one of the nastiest spells in this book. He has abundance of flesh where he can literally take a blight King unit and make them double their value in terms of controlling an objective. So a Blight King unit, basically the spell casts on a six, has a range of 14 inches. You cast this on a unit of Blight Kings. What's going to happen is every Blight King in that unit's now going up to a five, which means now he's worth two instead of one. So you're now going to be worth 21, or excuse me, 20, uh, because your unit now has this spell on it. Now, granted, this spell is going to go away at the end of, you know, at, at the start of your next magic phase, you know, start of your next turn. Right. So, but if you don't get priority, this spell hangs out until it's your next that's hero right. phase. Yeah. Yeah. That's so right. now that unit that's trying to control and hold that objective is now worth 20. Hmm. That is what makes that, that spell so valuable. And why having a ten man unit of Blight Kings can be can be something not to sneeze at. Well, um, I mean, go ahead, go ahead. As far as the reason I took Glotkin, he's got so many good things on his on his profile. In addition to Mountain of Loathsome Flesh, where basically he just rolls a two plus, and anything within, I believe it's three inches of him. Yes, three inches mm -hmm. gets whacked for five mortal wounds. Right. He also has horrific opponents. So if you're in combat with him, at the start of your enemy movement phase, you have to roll 2d6 for each unit that's within three inches of him. And if you roll equal to or greater than that unit's bravery characteristics, they have to retreat or they suffer d6 mortals. That's pretty nasty. It is. It is. It's, it's so compounding of the, of the damage you can do on an enemy, an enemy army. Well, uh, he has even more. Okay. His best ability yet is Blight Creek, which I always call Blitzkrieg. Yeah. But uh, this is a command ability. But what you do is you use this in your opponent's movement phase. So you use this ability at the 
end of your enemy or your opponent's movement phase. So let's say somebody decides they're going to take that unit of fulminators and come in. And they're going to stay maybe six inches out, five inches out. You can call Blitzkrieg. You and a unit next to you within 12 inches can now charge in their face. Now you say, well, what's the point of that? They're still going to go first. Yeah, they are, but they're not getting their charge bonus. Aha, there you go. So if you're fighting eels, you're fighting fulminators, you're charging, you're hitting them. When it comes to the charge phase, you're going to be doing damage of from the Mountain of Lulsum Flesh. And on top of that, you're eliminating their ability to get a charge bonus on you. So you may not think that's a big deal, but that's a huge deal because right. I don't have to charge the same unit. I, I can have... I can have Glotkin charge one unit and then another unit that's close by. I can have the Blight Kings go and charge that unit. So now those two units that were going to come in and have all those charge bonuses, gone. Right. Yeah. So that's the reason I chose Glotkin for my general. Number one, because I think the model is just one of the best that they've ever made. Yeah, it, Um, it is. It's a lot. It's 700. But what I'm banking on is that when the summer points reviews come out i'm banking on the fact that glodkin is going to drop to like at least 600 maybe even 550 they're going to drop the point cost of this you, you think you think he's going to go down 700 you think he's going to go down almost 200 points going down no that, i think he's going to go down 100 points i think he's going to drop to 600 okay okay i, I misunderstood but okay. i'm also hoping that in conjunction with that that the blight kings go down because i don't think they're going to stay at 250 yeah Probably not. That that I so that I think I would. I can't, hmm. Even if I can't fit in another five Blight Kings to make it three units of ten, I can put something else in this army that can hold objectives. Maybe bring in a Rathring or Sorcerer. I can bring other things in that I can't right now. Yeah, but I mean, you could bring what's in. What's nice Rock. about this? Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I've got Glockin right now who can cast two spells. Sure. So he's going to cast Abundance of Flesh on one unit. And then if he needs to, he can cast the Mystic Shield. Or if he needs to, he can cast Rancid Visitations. Mm-hmm. So there are just so many things that this model can do. Now, is he invincible? Of course not. Yeah, of course not. He has a 4-up save, and he's got 20 wounds. So he can die. Just like we know Mega Gargans can die, he can die too. Sure, but, but it's going to be a tough grind to do so. You got it. He's got a 5-up ward save, so if I can actually roll halfway decent dice, I can uh, I can prevent a lot of damage, and he and he's a loci of fecundity, mm-hmm. which means that he's healing D three every turn, and as well as the units around him. And on top of that, uh, I can do the regular hero healing, which is another D three. So yeah. if he gets wounded, there's a chance I can I, I can bring him up quick again. You know, and it's funny because I you know that that's a lot of focus on on the on. The Glotkin, and it's it's an awesome unit, but I think to peel it back here a little bit, you've got your Blight Kings wrapped up in Hunters of Heartland, which yep. obviously is is an extra blanket of coverage you have on that on those guys. I want to touch on this because I think we kind of blew past them a little bit. And one of the chats that came in that reminded me of it, uh, uh, Zanaveld uh, there in the chat said, you know, 10 Blight Kings are also just much more of a chore for your opponent. Yeah, you're not kidding. I mean, you yeah. know, the thing is, when you, when you look at the fact that the Blight Kings are going to be exploding every time one of them bites the dust, causing disease, 
Um, yep. You know, and, on a and, six, they have to roll a six. Well, okay, right. Yeah, I forgot about that. But still, yeah, yeah. It, it can happen. Yeah, I mean, and and but but it does. That's the thing, and it's just mm-hmm. these little uh, trickle hits that that keep coming in. It's 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 like we say, it's punches and bunches. Um, yeah, they also make. Uh, they have some little hidden gems in their command. Uh, Standard Bear gives plus one to bravery, and the musician he has this neat little ability where he can make uh, an opponent reroll battle shock rolls of one. So if you're, if I'm playing a demon player and he rolls a one and gets his, you know, gets his unit back. Nope. Reroll it. Right. Right. So, so that, that second list is, I would say is much more to your style, much more straightforward, punchy oh, in the mouth. Without a doubt. Yeah. 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 And, and, and I'm really excited to see that once you get your, your, your Glockin, you know, out and painted and all that kind of good stuff. So let's, let's, let me ask you a question here. We've gone through, we've gone through both of these lists. I personally think they're tremendous lists, um, but let's look at some of the the, the 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 supporting piece here, the big supporting piece, the feculent narwhal. Now, mm-hmm. I, I know that you didn't play Nurgle previously, and this is a notoriously slow army with most of your forces moving like four inches or so. And sure. the, the older ability, uh, where you no longer get to run and charge when when nearby a tree, doesn't seem to bother you. Or or no. how do you how do you combat the lack of movement in a slower army like? You know, I mean, you got the Feckland Narwhal. We know that we're going to be we bringing new models on the table because of it. But talk to me a little bit about your thoughts on that as a terrain piece. Uh, I think it's a beautiful terrain piece. Um, what does it do for me in the game? Functionally, it does very little. It's yeah. just going to give me an, an extra contagion point. Uh, and it's not really going to do much other than that. Right. Uh, I'm not counting on it being effective in my mortals army because for me it's just a decorative piece it's a it's a beautiful model it's it's a creepy looking model it's a decorative piece for the mortal army but it's functionally not going to be very useful to me because i'm not hanging out in my deployment zone unless it's a scenario where i have to you know where i have to guard my objectives yeah but You know, I can send Glockin out in his own, and believe me, he can do, you know, wonders for me. So it just really depends how functionally I'm going to use this piece. Okay. It will, if I build the demon army, it will be essential. Because it's going to give me those extra contagion points that I will use to raise up more beasts. Got it. All right. I I like that answer. And that's kind of how I feel about it, too. I mean, cycle of corruption, though. Thoughts on this? We're going to round back around to this one because we want to get to the list. Um, You know, I was was happy to see it return in the book. Yep. I love the stability of it. You start off by rolling the dice and whatever you get, it just moves clockwise around the wheel. Right. So you're not sitting there having these dirty tricks where, you know, oh, I'm moving it here. No, I'm moving it here. No, I'm moving to two spaces. No, I'm moving to two spaces forward. It, it just creates a level of stability, even for the Nurgle player. So, right. in other words, if I roll a one at the start of the game, I know I've got my four-plus ward save. But I also know that if it's something where I'm going to be able to stop my opponent from using their command abilities, I can time my attacks pro- appropriately. Right, okay. Because a, a lot of these have... Um, a lot of these, as you start to move towards three, four, and five, start to really hurt your opponent. 
by not allowing them to use command abilities yeah. or inspiring presence. Right. Yeah. Uh, that can really hurt some or rally. Yeah. That can really hurt somebody. Yeah. So yeah. You it know what, can it, be used. It can be used to plot out a strategy, mm-hmm. but you better be very comfortable with it. In other words, you need to know where on this wheel you're at or where you're going to be when you do your quote unquote alpha strike. Sure. So, it, but I, I love the cycle. I think it's fine. I think it's stable and I think it's reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with that. You know, and, and I, I was really happy to see it come back, you know, in, into the, uh, uh, into the book. And I think that, yeah. um, I, I think that when, when you have your, you know, your ability for your heroes to have a four plus ward save or all units are, you know, sure. uh, considered within 14 inches of the locus of fecundity and all those, all the good stuff that's on the wheel. I think, I think you're right. I like the way you put that as far as stability back, uh, uh, back into the book or back into the army or however you put that. I, I, I like the way you said that. Well, what used to drive people crazy? It used to drive them crazy when you could go, Oh, I'm going to have this little item here that moves the wheel this way. It moves it this way. And okay. It's like, it, yeah. it drove people crazy. Yeah. Now where it starts, it moves throughout the game from that point. And there's, you know, no, messing around with with these little side abilities that drive people crazy yeah and i think i think what i like about this army is that it really plays uh it it, it you know what it is it it, it doesn't under or oversell itself and overall i think the army is solid you know n- nothing with the maggotkin screams to be broken or needing to be nerfed in an faq not at all um i think the obvious downside Good, solid <clears throat> book yeah, uh, of course. I think, but I think the obvious downside to to being uh, more elite is is leading to issue with uh, with with say taking and holding objectives. But I think that I see that kind of fading away as far as you know a big concern with with a lot of players. Uh, but hordes, like we brought up before, are 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 one thing that this army can pretty easily deal with. So if we are looking at a potential return to hordes. Um, I don't think you have much to worry about here with with Magikin of Nurgle. Not with Light Kings. No, no. Light Kings are tailor made to take out hordes. You know what? Yes, they are. And you know what's funny? I'm going to go back to something. I'm going to kind of I'm going to kind of take this book here, the Red Book, and I'm going to kind of tie it back to the the, the first Magikin of Nurgle book, the Green Book, the White Book, whatever however you want to call it. Um, sure. You know, if you look at the history of of the Magikin when it when it essentially came out in 2018. If, if you were just a Magakin player, right, and you picked up the book brand new in 2018 and you played just this army, and I don't have the facts on me, folks. I don't have it here anywhere around me. But if you go from 2018 to today, you consistently find this army in the top 10 to 15, if not outright winning tournaments since it first came out. You know, let, let's put it this way. There are, there are other armies that have great runs. Eidneth comes to mind as an army that has that has had a great run. Zeech had a very good run. I think the early days of 2018 with Death and Nagash and all that kind of stuff. Boy, am I glad that those days are over. But I think when you when you look at the the stability, the the staying power of the Magikin of Nurgle, you know, this is really an army that if you had this army, now I know all of us plastic junkies aren't going to live by this rule, but I think if you had this army as your only army. That almost be good enough, you know. I mean, you. you it, it, it is really for is me that, right now. Yeah, yeah. I can tell you that right now. I love the, I love the HP Lovecraft dystopian theme of this army. Right. So I mean, for right now, and and it's just Justin, who is our club painter, just 
did such an immaculate job on this on these Black Kings that every time I look at them, I'm proud to put that army on the table. Yeah, and I yeah. know they're painted to a level that I just never could reach myself. I I just you know because I I have trouble with my eyes now as I get older, and it just it's just not something I can do right now. Yeah, you know, and it's funny, you know, I, I, we're very fortunate in our in our gaming club, as I'm sure some of you guys out there are too. Uh, we've got we've got great paint. I bring the whole painting level down. I'm like the anchor of the whole group. Uh, I'm out there with a box of crayons. You know, <laughs> I like to stop. I like to sniff the paint. No, Folks, um, he's lying. His ogre army, his frost ogres are absolutely beautiful. Yeah, well, yeah, I paid him to say that, folks. Uh, no, Please. you know what? But we, but Justin's a hell of a hell of a painter. We got a lot of good people. Oh, but, he's a master class painter. And, and I think this is a painter's army. I think Nurgle is definitely a painter's army. The zits, the pus, the sores. The it's guts, funny you uh, mention that. It's funny you mention that because I was thinking about that the other day, and I just. And, and I, I think I even mentioned this to Sean when we were uh, playing. A poorly painted Nurgle army can be just an eyesore on the table. Yeah. But a well-painted, and let me tell you, Sean's got a great new theme that he's doing with his Blight Kings, which I loved. Um, can you share it? But uh, it's a gray, he's got like this kind of like grayish green kind of theme to him. Oh, almost like necrotic, um, like rotten skin. Oh, it looks so good. I mean, and it's just funny how we were talking about it. You know, I said, you know, that uh, a poorly painted Nurgle army can be such an eyesore to look at, but a well-painted Nurgle army can be a gem. Yeah. And um, and some of the guys that play Nurgle in this in this group, myself included, are very fortunate to have beautifully painted Nurgle armies. Our Nurgle armies look good. They don't look like, you know, I gave them to my, you know, sister's kids, as you always did. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 they can't paint for shit either. All right. Um, so let's uh let let's let's wrap it up here, man. Great discussion on Magkin of Nurgle. I mean, really, this is an army that we could talk about day in and day in and day out. But uh what do you think, man? You ready for the uh the closing thoughts here on the show? Our return sure. show? All right, man. It's all you. You got the stage. So what I would suggest to everyone is save your money. I think we have some really good stuff coming in the late quarter of this year. I have a real sneaky suspicion that it's going to be Skaven and Sylvaneth for the summer releases. So if you are a Skaven player, you're going to be probably in hog heaven or, or rat heaven. Uh, but I think as we get towards the end of this year, we're going to start seeing those armies that we've been waiting for for a long time. I'm praying that we get to see those cast warps. So my suggestion, my closing thoughts are save your money. Uh, maybe instead of reinforcing that army that you already have, hold on to your cash because I have a real sneaky suspicion that the third or fourth quarter of this year is going to be a real gem for games workshop releases for aos you know what i i i sincerely hope that you're uh you're right on that and you know something we we've got some uh, we got some things that we're going to be working on as far as more reveals you know folks uh grimdark live gave you the reveal on giants we gave you the reveal that uh the Karajan overlords are coming out we gave you the reveal on the cruel boys and uh, we're we're pretty good, man. Steve, what do you think? We're like batting a thousand on our on our little reveals, right? Driving GW nuts. And well, when we hear something uh, from our sources, we're usually, you know, we well we've been so far dead on, and that's not tooting our own horn. It just happens to be the truth. I mean, 
when we get information, we know that it's going to be good information and we like to share it with the community. We're not doing it to one up anyone. We're just doing it because we want everyone to know what's coming so that they can save their money. Imagine if you were waiting for something like Cruel Boys and you went out and you bought this huge army that you were kind of into, but not really. And then you find out two weeks later that the Cruel Boys are coming and you wasted all your money already for the year on that army, that the one that you bought. Yeah. That's why we do it, folks. You know, I, I might be trying to one-up someone just a little, just from time to time. That might, I might. <laughs> well, I can't account for you. Pat. I just, I want to throw myself out there, to be honest. I, I might, I might be want to do that. Don't throw yourself over a cliff. You know, you know, my mother once said to me, would you, would you jump off a cliff while your friends did? I said, sure. They'd break my fall on the way down. Logic. <laughs> Hey guys, you know what? Thank you very much. We're back, and uh, I can't say I'm 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 so happy to be back. So happy that all you awesome freaking glue sniffing gamer goons are back with us, and um, I'm happy, man. I I I love the, to see everyone in the chats. And you want to know something? Leave some comments in the show after we uh, we sign off here, and, and let us know what you think, and let us know what else you'd like to hear, and stop by the website and all that other good stuff. And uh, we will see you next Tuesday. Bye. Dark Live would like to thank you for slumming it through another show with us for all things dice, dragons, demons, and a dwarf in the Warhammer worlds. We'll be back again real soon, so until then, roll them dice fun and fair, and don't be a frickin' short pants. You can get your Grimdark Live fix on on our live show or catch us on our Grimdark Live podcast. Never fear, gang. There'll be more great content from Grimdark Live coming to you each and every week. So stay tuned and stay grim while you dice-chucking, blue-sniffing gamer goons. You're all awesome. Looks like I picked the wrong week to stop sniffing blue. Remember to embrace the main message here on Grimdark Live, and that's a social contract we have between gamers and the commitment we have to each other in this community. We're only as good as our last game. Check us out at GrimdarkLive.com, and don't forget to subscribe, follow, and recommend Grimdark Live to your friends. So long, Grimdark goons. Until next time, may the dice gods bless you and your sweaty palms. Bye. Short pants.